Bibles, if you would turn with me to the book of Second Chronicles chapter number 20. Verse number 20. It's your season to be blessed. I want to know how to get that blessing. I want to know how to get that promise. You know, I, I like singing about it. I like talking about it. But I love the blessings of the Lord. I love watching him. And, and as much as, as the thing, as much as the thing that he does, whatever that thing is, but when he does that thing, whether it's preaching and I get a word, whether it's singing and I get a word, whatever that thing is, that thing, it's that God did it. That's what makes that thing valuable. It's just knowing that God swooped in, made the difference, and just, you're like, wow, what a God that will be personal to me, that will work with me, walk with me, that will help me. And so I want to know how to get those that favor of God I want to know how to get those blessings of the Lord 2020 and they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa and as they went forth Jehoshaphat stood and said hear me O Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem believe in the Lord your God so shall you be established that's going to be your foundation believe in God Believe as prophets, and so shall ye prosper. That's going to be how you prosper, is hearing the word of the Lord and holding to the word of the Lord. Verse 21, and when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth Forever, If you ever get a revelation of how deep mercy is, you can't help but praise him and be thankful for it. 22, and when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children, look at this one, children of Ammon, and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and to destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, every one helped to destroy another. I want to I get so involved in God's plan that my enemies start killing each other. I want, to, I want to put such a smoke, such a glory fog that my enemies can't tell the enemies from the enemy. They, they think everybody's enemy. They just kill each other. 24, and when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked into the multitude and behold, all the enemy... Everybody that had been fighting them, they were dead bodies fallen to the earth and not one 
made it home to even tell about the defeat. That's the kind of victory I want. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies, precious jewels which they stripped off for themselves, more than they could carry away, and they were three days in the gathering of the spoil. It was so much. Now, I want to possess the promise. That's our motto for the year. I don't want to just defeat the enemy. I want to get the good stuff. That's kind of the purpose is getting the good stuff. And in the fourth day, they assembled themselves, everybody say, in the valley. In the valley. So you might have come to church and you might feel like you're in the valley. But you need to look at all the stuff you're gaining. And there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the same, the name of the same place is called the valley of Bercha unto this day. And the next three verses I'll read a little faster. And they returned every man of Judah and Jerusalem and Jehoshaphat in the forefront of them to go again to Jerusalem with joy. For the Lord hath made them to rejoice over their enemies. And they came to Jerusalem with psalters and harps and trumpets into the house of the Lord. And the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries. I want to know how to possess my my, my promise. I want to know how to, how to do it. And you know what? I'm here to say to somebody, God's going to turn your valley into a blessing before it's over. God knows how to turn this thing around for you. Amen. Won't you pray one with another right now, Lord? We thank you, Lord. We want to possess our promises, Lord. I want to know what it takes to get my promise. I, I, I like hearing about promises. Uh, I like, I love it. Um, and I want them. And I believe God's got them for us. And uh, been in this chapter a little bit. And we talked about that when the Lord spoke to them, how that they went to the house of the Lord and waited and heard the voice of the Lord, but it was because of an adversary that had come against them. And the adversary was, was wanting to destroy them. And it is Satan's goal to destroy you and your family. That is Satan's ultimate desire. And to keep you away from the promises of God. And whatever he has to do to keep you away from that, that's what he wants to do. 
He'll try to distract you. He'll try to put situations going on in your life that will keep you from being able to pray, keep you from being able to focus. You'll be so uh, involved emotionally. That's why uh, we are so careful about social media. You need to be careful because you'll read one thing and get mad and be mad for the whole day over one post that somebody posted or you'll be thinking how dumb they are uh, and uh, either way you're distracted and uh, and then and then who's really the craziest me for writing it or you for reading it I don't know I'm telling you we dove just on and before you know it Somebody's writing it and somebody's reading it. Somebody's eating it and somebody's regurgitating it. Somebody's vomiting it and somebody's eating it. And I don't want to be the one vomiting it and I don't want to be the one eating it. I want to be sure that I come to the house of God, want my mind clean, want my heart clean, want my spirit clean. I want to, man, I want to be in the process of God. I want the promises of God. I want to be able to hear the voices of the Lord and I want to be able to hear what the spirit is saying to the church i want to be able to grasp what god is trying to say i want to be able to put it deep in my heart I want to be able to attain it and it's it's amazing how god lays it out very plain how we can possess the promise now in this situation he says real simple i want you to go praise the beauty of holiness. Praise the beauty of holiness. Not just in the beauty of holiness, but I want you to praise holiness. I want you to pray. Well, there's not but one holy beauty, honor. There's not but one. That's one holy God. There's not but one holy, 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 holy God. And we're going to praise the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And we're going to praise holiness. We are as a church don't have to be ashamed that we're a holiness people. We don't have to be ashamed that we live a holiness lifestyle. We are separate from the world. We don't look like the world, act like the world, dress like the world. Our clothes are not in a, no, no, no. Hollywood doesn't set the trend of the church. Hollywood doesn't set the direction of the church. Hollywood's not going where the church is going. We're going into another place. We're, we're going to visit the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we're going to dress in a way, we're going to live in a way that when we get there, we're not going to be ashamed or we're not going to be embarrassed, but we can praise him in the beauty of holiness. If we're ever going to possess the promises of God, we've, we've got to just learn, you know what? Holiness comes first in all every area of our life. We've got to be holy in spirit, holy in heart, holy in words. Every part of our life has got to be made holy by the holy presence of God. We should never be ashamed. That's he said, if you want to possess it and you want to win it, you got to praise him in the beauty of holiness. There's got to be that ability to worship. You, it's holiness. It's holy. It's a sacred thing. It's a, it's a, a hallowed thing. It's a saintly thing. It's a, it's a sanctuary. And the Bible says that when they began to praise the Lord, 
And you know what? We are different from the world. Our praise is, is different. Uh, people are accustomed to going to churches and folding their hands and nodding their head and occasionally getting a little holy water sprinkled on their forehead or maybe a little wafer put in their mouth. But I want to tell you, it's a lot more than just getting a wafer put in your mouth going to church. There ought to be an excitement in your heart. The praises ought to come out of your mouth. The Bible says, let the high praises of your God be in your mouth and there ought to be a joyful noise unto the Lord. There, there ought to be an entering in into his gates with thanksgiving and with praise. We, we don't have to be ashamed of our dress. Neither do we have to be ashamed of our worship. It is a commandment. It's an honor. It's a privilege to be able to worship him in the beauty of holiness. It's hard for the world to understand when they're filled with carnality and filled with gods of this world and they spend more time uh, honoring their God, their fake gods, their fake false gods and, and they've yielded themselves to, to the gods of this world and they have not yielded themselves to the one true and living God and they've given all their praise and they've given all their time and they've given all their energy to their God and there's not much left over when they come to the house of God but I am so glad to be a part of a people that still loves their God more than they love anything they still love God more than they love their job they still love their God more than they love their money. They still love their God more than they love their family. They still love their God more than anything in this world. What a privilege to be a part of a people that love the Lord with all of their heart. And there, there's something about it when you get with people that's got similar experiences and, and had similar, has similar faith and, and there's something about it when you get somebody that's willing to lay down their life and another person willing to lay down their life and you get them willing to fight for a cause or you get them willing to, to live for a cause. I want to tell you, there's a momentum that begins to move. There, there's something that begins to happen. There's a corporate power that begins to unfold. There's an anointing that begins to fall when you have a man and another man and another man and when they join up there's a unity in the spirit there's a there's a wall that begins to be built in a city there's a de there's a defense that begins to be built and all of a sudden the adversaries that's coming against the church or the adversary that's coming against your family suddenly is back against the wall because there's a group of men and a group of women that know how to fight know how to praise know how how to worship in the beauty of holiness. So they began to sing at the commandment of the Lord. They began to sing and to praise the Lord. And the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. I want to encourage this church, never give up the spirit of spontaneous praise. Never give up the spirit of spontaneously going and getting the drumstick and beating the drum. 
never give up the spirit uh, spontaneously, somehow leaping for joy, or somehow running the aisle, or somehow clapping the hand, or getting a tambourine in your hand. Never give up the spirit of praise. We've got to have the warrior. We got to have the worshiper. We got to have the one that's willing to war, 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 worship, worship, praise him in the beauty of holiness. When they began to sing and they began to praise the Lord, began to set ambushments. Ambushment means to lie in wait. Literally, it means to lurk. It means that as the church began to sing praise, worship, that God began to lurk around the enemy. Can you imagine what it's like when God starts lurking around now the Bible says that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro upon the whole earth showing himself strong on the behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward the Lord so there's a, a, a desire for the Lord to show himself strong whether you need an apartment whether you whatever it is you're needing God can show himself strong how much can God get involved in your life I'm going to tell you as much as you can believe his prophets. As much as you can believe his word. That's how involved God can get in your life. Well, as we begin to sing that song tonight, I never lost my joy. I never lost my hope. I never lost my praise. Well, there was something begin to fall on the inside of my spirit. There have been nights that I've been lonely. There have been nights that I've been fearful. And there have been nights that I didn't know what the next day was going to bring. I didn't know how I was going to get out of the trial. Facing 30 years in prison, it's not a pretty sight. And it sure doesn't feel good when the demonic force of hell is breathing down your throat, trying to laugh you into fear, trying to intimidate your life. But I just want to tell you, I never lost my hope. I still had hope that God was going to bring me out. I never lost my joy. I still had a joy. I might be going through a valley. I might be going through problems right now, but I still got hope. I still got a praise. I still got the ability to say, God's on my side. I don't care what the enemy's doing right now. The world may be against me, but God's still on my side. brought me back to that night I walked in that halfway house and it's dark and there was nobody there to greet it's just a black night and it's just an empty entryway and I just walked in walked up nobody there and I'll never forget saying Lord in a little while I'm going to be out of this storm Lord, in a little while, this will be over. In a few days, it'll just be a memory of all the problem I'm going through right now. So Lord, while I'm in the middle of my trial, I'm going to do something to remind you, 
remind me and I want to remind the adversary that he hasn't taken my joy he hasn't taken my praise he hasn't and right there in the middle of that city of faith at midnight with all the lights out I begin to leap for joy and I begin to dance and I said hell I want you to remember I shouted through my storm I want you to remember I danced through my valley I want you to remember I gave it my best through it all I want to ask if there's somebody here right now want to give God some praise because of the valley you're going through and you want to remind the adversary, hey, I'm not losing my praise. I'm not discouraged. I'm not quitting. I'm not willing to give up. I want to give it my best. Come on, somebody wants to give it. There's some praise here right now that as you begin to lift up your voice, there's something that happened in the spiritual realm that God can send ambushments against the adversary. God can confound the attorney. can confound the lawyer. God can confound the enemy. Somebody ought to lift a hand with somebody next to you. You ought to lift your voice loud right now. I'm possessing my promise. I'm claiming my promise. This word I believe. Hell can't stop me. Blessings on the way. I'm claiming my promises right now. I'm lifting up my voice. I'm doing it in the beauty of holiness. And God's going to lurk against the enemy. God's going to lurch against the adversary. The adversary's coming to get my praise. But praise is going to continue. Praise is going to continue. I might have been distracted for a moment. But I'm coming out of this place. And I'm going to praise him. I still got to praise. Enemy's going to be smitten. I said the enemy's going to be smitten. I said the enemy's going to be smitten. When I begin to lift up my voice, when I begin to shout, when I begin to cry with gladness, when I begin to have joy, when I make a strong proclamation, when I begin with rejoicing, and I begin with shouting to say, the Lord's going to fight my battles for me. is going to start fighting itself I said the adversary's going to start fighting itself I said the adversary's going to fight itself that's it there's a voice right now crying out I said the Lord is listening for your voice right now 
I said the Lord is listening for your voice right now as you lift it up against oh yeah as you lift your voice heaven starts fighting with Moab Moab starts fighting with Moab come on let the adversary fight with each other while we bless the power of God while we praise our God spoil and here's what I want to say to you the battle will soon be over bodies will be dead you won't be fighting the battle but you get to keep the treasure you get to keep the faith you get to keep the confidence you get to keep the joy you get to keep the trust that you leaned in the middle of your trial in the middle of your adversity when you didn't know what to do when all you could do was worship when all you could do was praise when you didn't have an answer
saying you ought to stay home. God said, no, in the valley they assembled themselves. Because I learned that it don't matter if I'm going through a valley or not. If I can just get together with my brother, I'm going to have a blessing that's coming my way. And that's the blessing I want. I want a blessing. And so I'm going to catch on to the promise. And in that same place, in that same place, the valley, in that same place, is where there's going to be a blessing come your way. And I won't forget it. I won't forget that in the valley, it's where he blessed me. I'm going to shout in the valley. Because <laughs> if this is where God gave me the victory, I guess this is where I need to shout. I don't have to wait till He puts me on the mountain. I was at the watchtower. I saw the victory. Now I'm in the valley and I'm reaping the victory. I've got joy like a river. I've got peace like I've never had before. i got a Holy Ghost anointing and God visits me when I pray. I just want to tell the world He's a good God.
You're going to have to turn your back on the world. You're going to have to say, I'm going to leave it all behind. And you got to take up your cross. And you got to follow me. If you want to know what it takes to get the promise, it takes everything. Then you'll have treasure in heaven if you'll leave all this behind. And he went away sorrowful. He checked out and said, I think I'm all set. But I'm glad not everybody comes to God and finds out the cost runs away from it. I'm glad there's a few said whatever it is. I want it. Whatever it takes to be saved. I don't care what my mother says. I don't care what my daddy says. I don't care what my brother says. I don't care what my sister says. I don't care what anybody says. I want to make it to heaven. Tell me what the word of God says. Such was the case on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter number 2 and 37. With many other words they began to speak and, and began to testify and exhort. It's in that setting that finally in 37 they couldn't take it any longer. And they said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, what shall we do? Peter didn't mince any words. He said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off even as many as the Lord our God shall call if you want your promise you're going to have to repent if you want the promise you've got to be baptized in Jesus name for the, in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children. And I want to ask somebody in this building right now, what would you trade your eternal life for? I made up my mind I'm not trading anything for my eternal life. There's not a man, there's not a woman, there's not a puppy, there's not a... Come on, somebody, there's not one thing in my life. You want it all? You got it. You want my heart? You got it. You want my soul? You got it. You want my mind? You got it. You want my hands? You got it. You want my feet? You got it. I'm not holding anything back. Every part of it. You want my tongue? Here's my tongue. You want my body and shirt? somebody right now if the Lord's asking you to give it all would you give it all right now I believe the Lord's asking us to give it all there are some people in this house right now that you have made up in your mind you're going to give it all to God nothing is going to stop you from inheriting the promises of God the next few moments these altars are open I want us to come stand if we're willing to give it all all nothing no reservation